have a basic basis for my message. In Titus chapter 1, verse 3, we're going to go a lot of places in the Bible this morning as we're going to look and see what God has placed on my heart to give to you this morning. I've wanted to preach this message for quite a while, and uh, the Lord just told me back that He's released me to preach it this morning. So, Titus chapter 1. Please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth, say the truth sets me free, which is after Godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world begins that hath in due time manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. You may be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As I read this, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you Lord, for the opportunity to once again speak your word. Lord, I, I, I just want to feel worthy, Lord, for calling this place upon my life. So, Lord, I need your anointing now. And Lord, uh, if you're not going to call me, Lord, let me speak in a way that you have not had me speak to do what you have me to do. And God, you move in this place and use this blessing at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sometimes we get out of focus and we get so focused on our situations and conditions and, and our own wants and personal desires that, that we lose aspect to the fact that, that Jesus Christ came for forgiveness of sin, that we might have eternal life. And that is our focus, our goal, that is our hope as Christians, that we have eternal life. Will he bless us in this life? Of course he will. But we have to understand and realize that the that the, the hope that we have is eternal life. And that whatever we face upon this life will have no comparison to the glory that we will have in eternal. Amen? It, that's what we have to hold on and believe sometimes in our lives. And this morning, I'm going to look at some, as I call it, four seconds that, that we must realize and understand. And of course, and I'll just throw this into preachers that might be in the, here or on Facebook or whatever. And uh, it says that it's manifest his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Preachers, and I count myself into this, there should be a manifestation of the word that you're speaking. There should be a manifestation. Because if we, we come not in just word only, but in power. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And that's what we must realize and understand. And don't get discouraged because sometimes we all do it. That especially if you're a pastor, you have some people that kind of sit there and close their eyes every once in a while while you're preaching. Amen? <laughs> but, but you can't let one person discourage you. You have to continue flowing in the anointing of what God has given you. And let it be manifested by His power, by His Holy Ghost. Amen? All right, let's go on. I'm getting off track. The first second in everybody's life is the second birth. You must be born again. John 3 and 3 through 6 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, 
I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Hallelujah. And we're familiar with that understanding, but we have to have an understanding of this. Jesus is the one saying this. And if Jesus said, you know that is the way it is. Period. Amen. And we can believe it. Amen. And I believe when we get saved that we should be able to feel a difference. If you have truly given Jesus Christ your heart and accepted Him as Savior and Lord, amen. Some people want to stop the Savior, but you must make Him Lord also, amen. Glory to God. There is a change in your life, amen. You still might be tempted by the same thing. You still might struggle not doing the things you used to do, but the struggle that's there should prove to you that there's something different about you, hallelujah, that enables you to say, no, I am now a child of God, hallelujah. I'm born again. I'm under the blood, what you must understand and realize that you have been born again. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. The first second is that you must be born again. You must be born again. How many of you born again here? Hallelujah. The second second that we want to talk about. There's the second coming. Oh, yes. The second coming. It's going to be hard to get past this one because they're going to get in Acts chapter 1. It's hard to stay on my form. But anyway, the second most important second in your life, I believe, is that we realize there is a second coming. In Acts chapter 1, it says this, beginning with verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, which they, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into the heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. You see, when you become born again, amen, you should be looking for him to come back. Amen. That is what you are comforted in. Sometimes things in this world just don't change. Amen. Sometimes you have to have one hope and one hope only, one comfort and one comfort only, that Jesus Christ is going to come back. Hallelujah. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. i, I got to go to... Uh, couple of chapters because the second coming is kind of a two-part thing uh, because there is a rapture, an appearing, and then there is the second coming when Christ arrives on earth again. Are you with me so far? Yes. All right. Hallelujah. 
All right, let, let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. That is the, uh, the, the appearing. Amen. Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to send an angel. Amen. Or, or, or a cherubim. Or anything else. Jesus himself is going to appear on a cloud and call us home. Hallelujah. And those that are in the grave will go up first. And then we're going to follow right after. And it's going to happen so fast. We're going to see each other go. I believe with all my in other words, glory to God. The second second that you must realize is that he's coming in for a bride that is without stop, without wrinkle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! That's why we should be excited to be in the house of God. That's why we should be excited to be able to kneel down on our knees and pray knowing that he hears us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. He's here for us. And he'll always be here for us. Because when we became born again, we became a child of God. Hallelujah. And it's going to come a day he's going to call his children home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you can shout if you want to, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, can I just stay in Acts for a minute? Because we do have to get from born again to the second coming. And for that to happen, he sent back the Holy Ghost. I said he sent back the Holy Ghost to empower us, to teach us into all truth so that we can have all freedom and that, that our joy might be full within us. Are you hearing me this morning, man? Oh, listen to me. Now, I think that... I think that we have slighted the Holy Spirit in the church world we're living in. Are you hearing me? Sometimes it's because some. Oh, I better finish. Come on! I'm just going. Well, I got the church world today. We are very intelligent people. Come on! We are. We're very intelligent people. All of us. We have more technology than we've ever had. We can Google a verse and get 30,000 different versions and interpretations. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So we grab the one that we like, <laughs> or the interpretation that we like, amen. And then if nobody else agrees with us, amen, then we're going to snub them, amen, try to bring them off, amen. Because our family will stand behind us, amen. Oh, are you hearing me this morning? Amen. Say amen, preacher. Amen. amen. And you know what that causes? That causes division in the church. Right. Now, walking in the Spirit of God isn't just laying hands on people and they become healed. It's not just miracles happening. It's walking in the love of God, yeah. in the Spirit of, of, the, of the, the fruit of the Spirit of God. And if you're not walking in love for your brother, you ain't walking in the Spirit. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it's the truth. If you're not walking in the peace of God, there's something wrong in your life, and you're not walking in the Spirit. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is the Spirit of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you should have that in your life. Yeah. I threw that in. Hallelujah. Come on. 
That's what the word says. And when you have the love of God in your life, it will even allow you to put God and others before yourself. And if you're called of God, you have to do that. Or you can't walk in what God has been having on the Are you hearing me? Say hallelujah. The second coming. And then in Acts chapter 2, of course, he tells them to wait for the promise. But, but I have to talk about the Holy Spirit for here just a minute. Uh, first of all, it's not pretended. It's not, it can't be imitated. It can't be manufactured. It's not emotion. And even though can't, we can't see it, we know that it's with us. Even though it's not emotion, we can feel it within us. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yes. You should know that spirit is there. Yes. Amen. Yes. But you can't. You see a lot of people do a lot of things that, that it's not really the spirit. Come Are you on, hearing me? Right. But we must walk in the spirit. It, it's, it's more than goosebumps. It's more than tears. It's more than a shout. But it is power. power. It is power. But it ain't power so you can feel good. Come on. It ain't power so you can walk the pews. Hallelujah. It ain't power so you can get slain in the spirit. All those things could happen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Not putting it down. Come on. But what is it? The, the, you are given the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it's not just so you can speak in tongues. What did it say in that chapter? I will do it so that you can be a witness. Hallelujah. I said so you can be a witness. Amen. So all of you that claim to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, are you a witness of Jesus Christ in your life? Hallelujah. Are you? Are you a witness of what he has done for you? I don't know why, but a song just popped in my head. We used to sing them years ago. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Yeah, it's good enough for me. Well, give me that old time ready. You see, to be a witness for God, you have to love everybody.
So I'm sorry, I, I just can't get past Acts there without speaking about the Holy Ghost. But, but we have to realize that, that He is coming again. And it will be suddenly. Suddenly. And it will be worldwide. Hallelujah. It will, it, every race, nation, will go at the time. If they've been born again. Hallelujah. And I believe with all that I am that it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And we have to believe it so strong and realize that it's the greatest thing in our life. That that's all we can comfort one another with. Can I, can I share a story here for a minute? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, there's a story about two soldiers. You know, I just call them Billy Bob and Albert. And Billy Bob and Albert, they were raised from the time they were little bitty. They were raised together. They were the next door neighbors. And they played together from the time they were old enough to get out and go and play in. They went to kindergarten together, grade school together, junior high together, high school together, college. They graduated from college together. And they decided to join the, join the Marines together. They went through boot camp together, an AIT or whatever it is they call it, and then they were even stationed together. And we sent to, I think it was Afghanistan or Iraq, one of them, and they were, they were out in the field. And, and the enemy attacked. And they kind of like an ambush, and, and they ended up in the foxholes together. And as the enemy was firing and everything, the, the sergeant says, we need to attack. We need to, we need to wipe out that machine gun. And it looked like a suicide mission. And, and but the troops gathered and they ran and they tried to overtake it. And they were cut down. And Albert got hit. Billy Bob stopped with him. was trying to get him back into the foxhole. One of the other soldiers got him and says, come on, you got to get out of here. And run back and they went back to the foxhole. And Billy Bob heard Albert hollering out for him, Billy Bob, Billy Bob, I'm hurt, I can't move. He got up out of the foxhole to go. And his and he sergeant said, you get back down in there. I ain't losing no more men. And Albert hollered again, Billy Bob, Billy Bob. He started again and said, I told you not to get out of that foxhole. Well, Albert hollered again, Billy Bob, Billy Bob, and the sergeant had to go off somewhere else. And because the sergeant wasn't there, he ran and he ran out to Albert. And he dragged him back to the foxhole. And Billy Bob said, Albert, why did you keep calling my name? Why? Why did you do that? And he says, because I knew that you would come. I knew that you would come. In the lives that we live in, because of the spirit that is sent back to us, and because of his love for us, and because he never leaves us nor forsakes us, we can call out his name. Amen. And he'll always come. Are you hearing me? It doesn't mean that the situation will get better. It doesn't mean that it'll change. It just means he'll come and drag you back into comfort, amen, and give you peace in your life. Do you believe that this morning? I said, do you believe that this morning? Hallelujah, brother.
Glory to God. Isn't he a good God? Let's just stop. We just got to stop. Let's just stop saying, Oh, how I love. Sing it with me. Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Hallelujah. I love you this morning, Lord. I love you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. I must move on. Now, now I, I, I gotta go to the, the second part of this. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in a minute. The third, kind, third second in a person's life is one that we don't want to face. I pray none of us never face it. That is the second death. Because you see, you must be born twice, but you only want to die once. Amen. Amen. Now, when we talk about someone dying, that is when the soul and the spirit is separated from the body. Okay? But there's a second death. In Revelations chapter 21, 1 through 8, it says this, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city in New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. So that's enough to shout, praise God. I shouldn't have to preach or speak a word on that. That should be everything that we're looking for. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these things are true and faithful. And he said unto me, I, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Whosoever desires a drink, he's offering it freely this morning. Hallelujah. This altar is always open. If God is dealing with your heart and you need to come and pray, you come. Whether I'm preaching tonight, you come. Verse 8. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Oh, Jesus. I pray that no one ever, that no one faces the second death. Because this is where you will be separated from God, from love, from care and compassion for all of eternity yeah. and torment and torture. This is the second that nobody wants to have in your life. It should be a reason why you, you love Jesus more than anything else because he is the only one that can save you from the second death by being born again. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You know what? I'll face Jesus someday. If you say we, we can hear, enter in thy good and faithful servant. Lord, we can hear depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I want him to be pleased. I, want, I just want to be accepted by him. I want to be honored by him. Hallelujah. So we said the first, the first second is being born again. The second is the second coming. Oh my Lord. And the third one is the second day. But there's a full second. There's a full second. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And the fourth second is this, that he is a God of the second chance. Sister Dan, I think, mentioned it in a sermon. He told Peter, Peter asked him, how many times do we need to forgive him? The Lord said to him, seven times, seventy. And I believe if you get to 491, he wants you to forgive him too. Unfortunately, we have taken this as a, as, as a scapegoat in a way out of just doing whatever we want to do and we God forgive us. If you have that in your heart, you have to truly ask forgiveness. You're just trying to get you away instead of God. I'll just throw that in there real quick. The old saying used to be greasy grace. <laughs> There's no such thing. But he is a God of mercy. And he is a God of forgiveness. When Samson, who tried to tempt God so many times, and finally, God had enough and allowed him to be captured by the Philistines. And they put out his eyes and he run the, the millstone, the grass, the mill stone. But finally Samson called out and said, God, just give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. And he asked him to put his hands upon the pillars. And God gave him that chance. Hallelujah to the Lord. Oh my goodness, he's a good God. And Samson tore, pulled the pillars out and the, the building fell and he killed more Philistines with his death than he did with his life. God is a God of second chances. David committed murder and adultery. But God is a God of second chances. Oh, hallelujah. Peter denied the Lord three times and cursed him. Jesus came to him and said, Do you love me, Peter? He's, he's a God of second chances. I would guess every one of us in here right now, within the sound of my voice, can testify that he's a God of second chances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise in the hand. He's the God of second chance. He's the God of second chance. Well, I'm not just talking about sins. I'm talking about faith. Oh, doubting tongues. He would not believe. He would not believe until he's seen it in his hands. What did it say in Revelation? The fearful and the unbelieving. I've got to read this scripture if I can find it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I know when the Lord puts something in my mind, 
I have to go with. No, I mean Timothy. Yes. Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. And Timothy is talking, or Paul's talking to Timothy. Verse 7 says, Consider what I said, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead, according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even on the bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, for his brothers and sisters, and that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Church, so many of us are walking in unbelief because we're walking fearful and doubtful. We will suffer in this life. But whether we accept or reject the word of God, whether we live by it or whether we don't, God is going to do in his word what he said he was going to do. Right. And in the day that we live in now, we need to live by this word, church. Amen. We need to live by it. We cannot allow the things of this life to beat us down and destroy our faith. Look at the things that Paul suffered, and yet he was able to yeah. wrote what he wrote. I don't slight what anybody is facing and anybody's going through. You know your own pain and your own suffering far better than I. But I do know the Jesus that we serve. And I know the pain and suffering that I have gone through, the failures that I have gone through. And he has been there. Yeah. He has been there. Just waiting for me to say, Jesus, I need you. He's a God of second chances. He's a God of second chances. But that is not a reason to take advantage for him to do what you want to do. Fearful. Timothy makes it very plain. We were not given the spirit of fear, but the power of love and a sound mind. You hear that all the time, but you really understand what it is. If you are fearful, you are down in God. You see, even though the Lord sounds simple, it's hard to live sometimes, isn't it? You know why? Because we're trying to live within our own power. If I can pray enough, I'll make it out. If I can give enough, I'll receive it. But you do it out of the love of God. Walking in the Spirit. Being a witness to those around you. To the uttermost parts of the world. Where are you living this morning? These are the four most important seconds 
in everybody's life. Really good. Where's the excitement? Where's the fire of the Holy Ghost in our lives? Are we so beaten down? I, I, I go to a lot of churches. I see the older ones that I can remember shouting and hollering and hooting and yelling and weeping because they felt the Holy Ghost upon them. Sitting, looking at the watches. I see the young ones that haven't seen the old ones experiencing the Holy Ghost. And what's worse, they say I'm experiencing it when they go outdoors and they don't see the love. Where's the Spirit of God gone? Because we're not in the Word. If we're not living by the Word of God, the Spirit of God can only move upon the Word. Where are you? Where are we? Where are we? Have we compromised so much of the world that we're not willing to give ourselves totally to God? Come on. And that's what it is. Come on. Truth. I want you to stand. It's time that we realize something as well. This ain't over until we hear the Trump say. So there's no place to quit. And because you don't feel comfortable, and because you feel tired, and because you feel worn down, but yet you have to get up and help others that are hurting just like you, trust God enough to do it. I'm calling the church out this morning. I'm calling individuals out. Because until you take your last breath, God ain't done with you. God ain't done with you. And for us older ones, sometimes it's a little harder. Physically. But there still should be a fire inside of you. A fire inside of you. That burns away all the doubt. That burns away all the fear. That burns away all the, all the fear that is trying to hold us back. The discouragement. Because we don't feel like God really answered our prayers. When what He really did was answer them in the way that it should be answered. Yes. Despite how it hurts. Oh, because He's God, He knows best. I can shout. I can dance. There's a song out now that it's called Turns Graves into Gardens. 
And it talks about turning mourning into dancing. Tears into beauty. Graves into gardens. We think it was just a song, but it should apply to our lives. God takes the bad things and makes good things out of them. God takes the tears and brings a peace in our heart. He's still God. Jesus still died upon the cross. Jesus still saves people. Miracles still happen. Oh, glory to God. He's still Lord. Hallelujah. Let him be in our lives. Yeah. The church opened back up instead of a few. There should be many because of the hunger. Where's our thirst this morning? What are we hungry for? sit back and we think about this and think about that. It's time to quit thinking about it and say, God, what can I do about it? Hallelujah. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. 